Well, this is the second Easter that we've had to celebrate like this online instead of being able to celebrate gathered together in a community. And yet this Easter feels very different than last Easter. Last Easter, we were celebrating with some apprehension, some trepidation, fear of the unknown, because we didn't know what the coming year was going to bring. This Easter, we celebrate in reflection on what we have endured in the past year. And I can imagine that for not a few of us, there are some things that we have had to bury uh, like we did in the exercise we did just a minute ago. I can imagine some of us needing to bury the frustration of a year that didn't turn out anything like what we thought it would, whether that's work or school or finances or something else. I can imagine some of us needing to bury the tension or the strain or the sadness of relationships that have struggled under the conditions of the last year. I can imagine some of us having to bury the grief and the pain of losing loved ones, either through broken relationships or because they are no longer with us. I can imagine some of us needing to break, bury the, the guilt and the shame of patterns of sin that emerged or reemerged in the isolation or boredom or stress of the last 12 months. And I can imagine all of those things because I too have had to bury many, if not all of those things myself. And yet as we turn to the story of Jesus' resurrection in John chapter 20, we meet a character, a woman named Mary Magdalene, who stands with us in that place of pain and burial and sadness and grief and death. It says in John chapter 20, verse 1, early in the morning of the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Mary shows up early Easter Sunday morning to go and visit the grave of Jesus. And the first thing that she notices is that the stone that was supposed to sit in the front of the doorway to the cave tomb, to seal the tomb, to protect the body of Jesus, to prevent grave robbery, that stone had been rolled from its position. And the grave was empty. In a moment of panic and fear, she rushes back to get Jesus' other disciples and they race to the graveside with her and they inspect the tomb and they see that there is no body inside the tomb. And it says they went in confusion back to where they came from, but Mary stayed. The other disciples came to the place of pain and burial and grief and loss and then left, went back to where they came from, but Mary stayed. I think it's a powerful observation to note the difference because so many of us in these moments of acknowledging pain and burial and grief and death and loss, um, 
we want to rush back to our regular lives. We want to leave the pain as quickly as possible. We want to distract ourselves with busyness so we don't have to think about what it is that's gone on in our lives. But it's actually Mary who stays in that space, who encounters Jesus right there in that space. It says in verse 14, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she didn't know it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, woman, why are you crying? Who are you looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she replied, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him and I will get him. And Jesus said to her, Mary. Because Mary stays in this space of pain and burial and grief and loss, she has an encounter with Jesus. She hears Jesus tenderly and gently with intimacy call her by her name. And she immediately recognizes who he is. Which is an interesting note in the story because at first it says that Mary didn't recognize him at all. In fact, there's this odd note in the story that is worth paying attention to, even though we're tempted to just blow right past it, where it says, thinking that he was the gardener. Now, maybe that's just a statement of historical fact, and that's what she thought, and likely that's true. But I think there's actually more for John in that moment than that. See, John has gone out of his way in the reading we just heard earlier at the end of chapter 19. John goes out of his way to say two times in the same verse that the grave was in a garden and that in this garden was a grave. John has gone out of his way to make sure that we understand that all of this is happening in a garden. And then Mary, not recognizing Jesus, thinks he is the gardener. John introduces this paradox into the story that the place of death, the grave, is also at the same time a place of life, a garden. And the, the one who was presumed to be dead, Jesus, is not only very much alive, but he is alive as the one whose responsibility it is to cultivate life as a gardener. This is not an accident to the story. This is John's point in the story. That in Jesus, this grave has become a garden. I think the metaphor is fitting because right from the very earliest chapters of the scriptures, gardening is a metaphor that the Bible uses to describe what God hopes to do with God's creation. The creation story in Genesis chapter 2 begins in a garden called Eden, a sacred space of God's loving presence where people could experience joy and abundance and life and peace. And in that garden called Eden, God created humanity and placed them to live in the garden as its gardeners. Those who were there to protect and guard the garden against the encroachment of evil. Those who were there to nurture and tend the garden. 
to make it a place of even greater life and flourishing, to extend its boundaries from there to cover the whole world. And yet we as human beings haven't been very good gardeners. It says in the story that in selfishness, humanity pushes God away, breaks relationship with themselves, break relationship with each other, breaks relationships in community and society, breaks relationship with the planet. Out of selfishness, they introduce pain and hurt and evil and injustice into the world, that selfishness turns the place of life into a place of death, that human selfishness turns the garden into a grave. But then along comes Jesus, who is the true gardener. Along comes Jesus, whose life embodies a sacred space that is filled with God's loving presence. Along comes Jesus, whose life radiates joy and abundance and life and peace, transforming the world all around him. Because of Jesus, God's creation is becoming a new creation, a new kind of world, a new kind of space. Because of Jesus' death and resurrection, Jesus defeats the power of sin and evil. Now pain and injustice and abuse and sadness are in retreat. And the place of death is becoming a place of life. The grave is becoming a garden again. And Jesus is the gardener whose life brings life into the place of death. That's what God is doing in Jesus. It's like God has pressed reboot on all of creation. He's starting the system all over again, starting fresh. And this time, everything will be different because of Jesus. The world will become a place, a sacred space of God's loving presence that is filled with joy and abundance and life and peace even if we don't always see it in the moment. And friends, that's the invitation of Easter. The invitation of Easter is to join God, like Mary, to join God in the garden through an encounter with Jesus. The invitation is to allow ourselves to put our trust in Jesus, to put our faith in his ability to bring life out of death, because the more that Jesus can be trusted to be the gardener of our lives and our souls and our communities and our society and our planet and our world, the more Jesus will turn our graves into gardens. That's what Easter is about. Jesus bringing healing to the brokenness of our relationships and to the grief of our loss. Jesus bringing hope into the injustice and oppression and abuse that we've experienced. Jesus bringing forgiveness into the guilt and the shame of the patterns of sin and addiction 
that we've fallen into in our lives, Jesus bringing freedom to become the kind of people that God had always imagined that we would be with God's help. This is what Easter is about. Easter is about us becoming people who experience life rather than death, whose graves are becoming gardens because of Jesus' death and resurrection. And yet, Jesus doesn't invite us just to experience our graves becoming gardens. Jesus invites us to become gardeners alongside Jesus, to become the people that we were created to be. Mary, when she sees Jesus and hears him call her name, this is how she responds in verse 16. It says, she turned and said to Jesus in Aramaic, Rabuni, Rabbi, which means teacher. Mary immediately says, I am your disciple and you are my rabbi. I will sit at your feet. I will listen to your teaching. I will follow you wherever you go because that's what rabbis do. They learn of the way of life, the pattern of living of their rabbi in order to emulate it in their own lives so that they can be transformed into the image of their teacher. That's what Jesus is inviting for us, not just to turn our, the graves of our lives into gardens, but to invite us into following him as gardeners, to be those whose lives embody a sacred space where the power of God's love lives by the power of the Holy Spirit, where it radiates out in joy and abundance and life and peace in bringing healing and hope into the lives of others where we experience and extend the forgiveness of God who sets us free from the guilt and shame of sin and evil, where we experience and extend the transformation of our lives so that we become those who live in love rather than selfishness, that we experience and then extend the healing that comes so that through us, other people's graves can become gardens of God's love. Friends, that's what this story is about. It is about a Jesus who came and lived and died and then was raised to life again to turn the graves of our worlds into gardens, to turn the dead places in our lives into places of life, to bring the sacred space of God's loving presence into the world and to spread it across the world. And the question is, will you in faith and trust, let Jesus be the gardener who turns the graves into gardens in your life.